0: Come on, how many of you had to have that paper growing up in school that kind of showed you where to draw your letters and things of that such, right? Just kind of keep us, come on, some of us just a little off, aren't we? Any off people in the house today? Come on, hallelujah. We are glad you're here, happy new year. It's January the 2nd, 2022, amen. We've made it. We believe that God's got incredible things in store for you this year, and we can't wait to see it all unfold before. So those of you joining us, online. We hope that you're enjoying your holiday. I know that many are still traveling with family and friends. They're skiing and they're on the beach or they're enjoying Mary's tacos right now. Aren't we all just a little bit jealous in this moment? Hallelujah. You know, our someone asked me this week, give a word for this year. Personally, we have a word for the year as a church that our word for the year is revival. Uh, we're praying for a revival to happen. That word revival means for for an, an awakening, something that That maybe has gone silent something that's sleeping something that's not really functioning like it was intended to when revival happens that thing is awakened it's brought back to life amen and so that's our word for the year as the church and 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 we've been praying towards that and moving that direction revival starts in us as an individual remember in Genesis when it says when God formed the shape of a human right a man it was lifeless until what God breathed into it, right? We believe revival comes when the very breath of God intersects our lives again and awakens us to the reality of what He has for us. Amen. But he, not only in our lives, but He wants to do it in this church. He wants to do it in in, in across our land. God wants to bring a revival. So when the the, the individual asked me, "What's our word? What's your you have a word for this year?" I, I, I didn't really have a word. Is that okay? I didn't have a word. But, but this morning, I think the Lord gave me a word while well, we were singing Ezra just a few minutes ago. I, I love that phrase. Um, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Um, now, I know that this word probably has a negative connotation in so many different arenas, the word "turned," right? But for me, man, I just I, I want to get see things turn around in me individually I want to see things turn around in our landscape and in our world. I want to see things turned, Amen? be a good t-shirt. Turn it around. I'm praying that whatever it is that you are pursuing this year, maybe the Lord has given you a resolution. Maybe you and your family have, 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 have spent some time together and saying, this is what we want to see God do in our home this year. I'm praying that that would become a reality and even more. Scripture says, my God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever dream or ask. How many of you believe that God wants to do more than what you can even wrap your mind around right now? Amen. He wants to do even more. So I want to pray over you this first Sunday of the new year, if that's okay. I want to pray blessing and anointing over you and that you would be able to walk in the fullness of Christ everything that he has for you this year. In fact, speaking of blessing and anointing, we want to invite you to join us this Thursday, the first Thursday of the month. We're going to move our prayer and worship service to seven o'clock this Thursday night, and it is going to be a blessing and anointing service as our staff has an opportunity to pray over you and anoint you as you embark upon everything that God the Father has in store for you this year. Amen. It's going to be a good year. Can we just, it's just going to be a good year, isn't it? Doesn't mean there's not going to be some challenges and some opportunities. Amen. God's with us and he will never leave us. Grab a hand if you feel comfortable with an individual next to you today. If you're a single person, this is a good moment for you to stand up and move and find somebody that you find attractive. If you want to do that, it's okay. It's the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you first and foremost for who you are. Come on, is God good or what? And we want to thank you for how you have been faithful time and time again in our lives. God, you have seen us through. You've provided. Lord, you have you've, you've done things that we can't even imagine. And we give you all glory and honor for it all. God, I want to thank you for being the King of Kings. The one who very names that we sang a few moments ago. You are wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. You're the Prince of peace. You are Emmanuel. Your name says it all. And it is you today that we're focused on. It is you that we're here for. It is you that we're opening our lives up to today to, to speak into and to correct and to show and encourage and teach and map out and Just guide us. We need to hear your voice today, Lord. Lord, as we set out this second day of a new year, Lord, I pray that the remaining 364 this day and onward, that we would walk with you. That, Lord, the desire of our hearts in this moment would carry over next month and this spring. And when it's tired and hot in the summertime, God, we would still desire you more than anything. God, that you would see us through the fall and and, and, and back into an incredible holiday season next year. Lord, may we walk with you and desire you above everything. May we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means may we place you first, God, in all things. And God, we know that as we do that, oh, That's when you step in and do what only you can do. And we want to thank you in advance for what that's going to be. May we keep our eyes on you, Jesus, through it all. And may we give you the glory as we do in this moment now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Did you watch football all day yesterday or what? You black-eyed eating people in the house today? Amen. Amen. I well, I challenge you and I encourage you to live it up this holiday season because today it's on for real. We're going to start a new series today called Alignment. And and, and I joked a little bit about growing up in, in school when, when we had, you remember the big fat pencils? I guess our little hands couldn't wrap around smaller ones. We had have fatter ones that made it hard, the big erasers. But we had that ruled paper that kind of helped guide us and show us where to place the lettering and And we understood uppercase and lowercase, and this is how you met. I mean, we stayed, we tried to stay in the lines. When you color, you try to stay in alignment. You try to stay within the lines, do you not? How many of you like to color outside the lines, though? Let's just be honest, right? It's more fun sometimes that way. Today, we're going to start a series entitled Alignment, because whether we want to admit it or not, it is so easy to get out of line, is it not, in life, to become misaligned, and I'm not just talking about our eating habits over the last three weeks, but it is easy for us to, to get out of line when it comes to how we make decisions. We can be, be, become misaligned as, as a husband and wife in a marriage relationship. We definitely know kids get out of line, don't they? Some of you adults do also. It's real easy for us in life to become misaligned. And so we're going to set out on a journey today to try to, as, as, as we begin this new year, to, to somehow get us back in the center of, of, of what God desires for us, what, what he has in mind for us. We're not looking for self-help books or gurus. We're going to look at the word of God, and we're going to open our minds up to him and hear from him as to what he wants to do for us. Now, you understand alignment, not just from your educational years, but but anybody drive a vehicle, anybody have a car, right? You understand that. And, and we know that when we drive a vehicle that, that this thing called alignment is a big deal, is it not? Uh, your your, your uh, mechanic tells you, hey, you're, you need to go get an alignment. We know that when, when, when tires are balanced and front ends are aligned, that this thing, this, this tire functions and operates at its peak performance, Your fuel efficiency is better. Your your ride is more comfortable. It's not bouncing around. Uh, 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 There's more power available to you when your tires and your front end are in alignment. This thing functions as the manufacturer intended for it to function with the best performance possible. But as with our vehicles, we know that for some of us, especially here in the hill country, that, that, that there are some roads that we travel on in this thing called life that are not smooth and easy. Or if you have teenage daughters, you know that when they try to park at your home, that they come in like a NASCAR driver and they brush that curb. And uh, what once was a white, clean curb is now blackened by, you know, Mario Andretti Jr. that comes into your house. We know that in life there are potholes and there are things that, that bump us up. There are speed bumps throughout life. And what can happen is this tire can become a little misaligned. It just, it's off a little bit. I don't think tires and drivers go looking for potholes and bumps. Some may do. But, but in the process, these tires become a little out of whack. They're off-centered a little bit. And what can happen is, is, is this thing can become worn and, and distressed in certain areas. The, 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 this thing called life and what we experience and, and the, the road that, and all the rage that it brings, it's not evenly dispersed throughout this entire tire. And, and what happens is this thing can become problematic. And by the way, shout out to Yubi Gonzalez at Discount Tire in Kerrville for for providing sermon props and illustrations for us today. For all your tire needs, see you be at Discount Tire. I think that's the jingle. I think that's the jingle. What can happen is your car doesn't begin to perform like it was intended to because it's just out of line a little bit. And we can say, you know what, that's not such a big deal. And we can just hang on and wait and and, and, and eventually we'll, we'll cash these in to get something new that's bright and shiny and the tread is great and, and what have you. And, but, but the reality is what happens in life when you become a little off? What happens when the speed bumps and the potholes of life come your way and, and you can't dodge those and you actually become a victim to those? And, and what ends up happening for so many of us spiritually is, well, our lives begin to look more like this. And it was just a little misalignment here or there, but, but left unattended, left, left a little spiritual misalignment over the course of time leads to blowouts, does it not? It can lead to some major issues. And for some of you right now, this is what symbolizes your life, doesn't it? And I don't think anybody ever sets out and, and wants to be like this, you know, but over the course of time with not checking ourselves and, and making sure that we're still centered and in proper alignment with, with God, spiritually we can have a tremendous, that, that misalignment can have a tremendous adverse negative effect on our lives. Pull out your phone or maybe an iPad or a notebook or something, and I want you to just think about where you're at right now with the Lord. Are you spiritually aligned with Him? Are are, are things... Proper and, and, and are you carving out the time to make sure your creator, your manufacturer, are you making sure that you're still letting him adjust, tweak, recalibrate where you're at? What are those misalignment type of situations that you're experiencing right now which say, you know what? I need to get back on track, Jack. I need to make sure that, that I don't end up like this. Listen, I'm not talking about physical and what we look like and whatever, but I'm talking about spiritual neglect, spiritual misalignment that can take place in a person's life. And I'm just telling you, you will never be healthier spiritually than than when you are aligned with God. Are you with me today? You see, the reality is that, 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 that God created you And God has a tremendous plan for your life. Listen, God is a God of order. And when He created everything that we read about in the book of Genesis, we know that there were specific things on specific days and at specific times that He set in place. He had to se- separate the darkness from the light, He had to separate water from dry land. And He creates everything, and it is in order, and it's just as God intends for it to be. And check this out you're one of those things that He created. And that means that God's got an order for your life. It means that God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. I love what Ezra, the song that he led us in, that if I'm not dead, then you're not done. Check this out. You're here January the 2nd of 2022. And that must mean that God still has something for your life. The question is, are you aligned with him? Are you where you need to be so that you can function and operate and power through life? And are you getting the most out of you, because you're just in <clears throat> alignment with the Lord. You know, you're, you're, you're either in alignment with him or you're not. I, I think a lot of us think that we can stay right here. And, and I like to say that we oftentimes treat our relationship with God like that silly little kid song, Hokey Pokey. We put our right foot in for a little while, but then we take it out. You know, we put it in when we're feeling good or for a lot of us, whenever we're in desperate need of God to do something, oh, we get really close with him then, don't we? But then when the things, the tide begins to shift and turn our way, then we kind of back back out. You know, John would write in the book of Revelation under the inspiration of the spirit of God himself, listen, the, you, you can't be, uh, he said, I would rather you be hot or, or cold. I, 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 I can't stand lukewarmness, right? I would rather you be one way or the other. Jesus had mentioned this a couple of other times earlier. In fact, one time in Luke chapter 11, verse 23, he says this, this is war and there is no neutral ground. You're, if you're not on my side, then you're with the enemy. If you're not helping, you're making things worse. Where are you at today? Are you aligned with the, your creator, God, Are you on his side or are you not? Listen, I believe that triumph and victory is God's plan for your life this year. In fact, let me just remind you of a verse that so many of you are quite familiar with. in the book of John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, there is a thief. There is someone that comes to try to to cause misalignment in our lives. He's called the enemy. He's a thief and his purpose is to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus says, but I've come and I've come to give you a rich and a satisfying life. Where do you fall on the spectrum today? I'm telling you, for you to experience the victory and the triumph this coming year, it's going to come as we align ourselves with God. Are you with me today? 10 o'clock. Let's go. As we're in alignment with him, there's power in alignment, there's order in alignment, there's victory, and there's triumph in alignment. And I want to tell you, the key to us staying aligned with God is to abide in him. That word abide means to stay close to, it means to stay connected, it means to stay in union and relationship and fellowship with him. Are you aligned? Are you abiding in God today? Jesus says there's some things that happen and don't happen if you abide or if you choose not to with me. In fact, in John chapter 15, beginning in verse four, Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Listen, right there, Jesus is saying, listen, you, you, you want to live victoriously, you want to live triumphantly, you want this rich and satisfying life, hey, stay with me. Stay in me. He goes on to say, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what, church? Nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and, 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 and withers. Such branches are gathered in a pile to be burned. I asked Yubi, I said, Yubi, you want this, these tires back? He said, not all of them. I said, what's wrong with them, Yubi? He said, bro, come on. Some of us are like this. And Jesus says, if you're trying to live life, if you're trying to live life apart from me, li- li- listen, you're, 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 you're useless. You're with me or you're not. You're helping or you're hurting, Luke 11. Remain in me. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you you may ask for everything you want and it will be granted. And this is a bonus verse for you. (laughs) When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Where are you out of line today? Where do, you need become, where do you need alignment to take place when it comes to your relationship with the Father? Today, I want to introduce something to you real quickly and, and try to unpack it briefly before I let you go that, that, that I believe can help us get back on track with God's plan for our life and His mission in this world it's, it's something that we would call a spiritual discipline. That word spiritual means that it's of God. It's something that, that, that we find clear evidence of in Scripture. It's, it's of the Spirit. It, it requires a work of the Spirit in us, but, but this is a discipline that is spiritual. Now, none of us like discipline. But when we hear that word discipline, we know that sometimes that's pain, sometimes that's struggle. It's something difficult, correct? Right? You remember as a child, you're my. I remember multiple times, even in settings such as this, we're worshiping the Lord only to have the rod of discipline. Meet me in this holy moment with my dad, right? This spiritual discipline that I want to share with you today that I believe can, can bring us back into alignment with God and get us back on track with him and, and, and prepare us to hear from him and, 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 and know what he wants to do in our lives in 2022. It's called Fasting. Fasting. Now, listen, I, I, I want to talk about that because we find clear evidence of, of fasting in, 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 in Scripture. Okay, and, and let me just tell you, when we, when we read the Bible and we talk about biblical fasting, biblical fasting is about giving up food and drink. It's not about giving up technology or TV programming or a time away from a friend or whatever. No, no. When we read about and talk about biblical fasting and what I want to introduce to you this morning is, is it's going to require giving up food and drink. Let me just ask you a question. How many of you have never participated in a biblical fast? Can I see your hands? Awesome. So several of you, the first service we had multiple people as well. So I'm glad that I get to share with you what I believe is something that, 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 that Jesus has encouraged us to participate in now, listen. He encourages us to participate in it. He's not going to force you to do it. Listen, Jesus is not a forcer, but he is a filler. And and when we open up our lives to the things that he has for us, he does meet those needs and he fills uh, more than what we ever dream of or imagine. Right? He does more. But 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 this idea of. Of of fasting is, in fact, Jesus would say it in, in Matthew says, when you pray, when you give, and when you fast. Jesus was in that moment just assuming that this spiritual discipline that we're looking at today would be a part of our normal routine as followers of Him. Why? Because I think He understood that when I fast biblically, when I create space, it brings me back in alignment with Him and His will for my life. When you read Scripture, there are three types of fast that you're going to read about. There's one called an absolute fast. An absolute fast means you absolutely take in nothing no food, no water. We know that there were some people throughout scripture, Ezra was one that fasted for an absolute fast one night because of the faithlessness of his people. We know that Queen Esther absolute fasted for three days, praying for her nation to be spared. We know that Saul, after having an encounter with God on the road, was sent immediately to Damascus, and he participated in an absolute fast for three days in which he took nothing in or out. And then Ananias comes and re- relieves him of his physical and spiritual uh, blindness. We know that Moses on the mountain with God fasted absolute fast for 40 days. Wow. As God was unveiling and carving out those 10 commandments that he would bring down. Now, listen, when we talk about an absolute fast, let me just encourage you with something. This is radical. And I would encourage you not to launch out into this absolute fast without supervision of your health provider, your doctor. I mean, this is serious. You take in nothing. There's another type of fast that we read about in scripture it's it's called the normal fast. A normal fast is is the time set aside in which the, you give up with with this no food but but you continue to take in water and you're going to drink lots of it in fact, for those of you that will choose to stay on the fast, I'm just going to tell you the first two days are brutal. you have to di- you get headaches my, my wife this was my Black Friday purchase that my family bought me I'm so excited. I was thinking golf clubs or you know, a trip somewhere, but, but they bought me this, $9.38 on Black Friday. Thank you for that. And I, this is a gallon of water. And, and, and I bring this up as a reminder today that I need to remember my goal is where I'm at right now. I need to remember my goal. You're going to need to drink lots of water with this, right? When you participate in a fast, you're flushing out toxins, you're going to get headache. You're a toxic mess. And you're going to flush out some impurities and things when you fast. But, but, but a normal fast, you don't take in any food, but you do drink lots of water. It is your best friend. For some of you, you might choose to supplement some juice or some broth in the, in the midst of it as well. And then there's a third type of fast that's called a partial fast, in which maybe you just eliminate a certain food for a period of time. We know that in Daniel, Daniel had three friends of his. They, they challenged the king one day in the book of Daniel, say, hey, listen, we don't want to eat any meats or sweets from the king's table. We're, we're, we're just going to eat vegetables and, and drink water for, for, for 10 days. And we're going to emerge because we believe that our God is greater than anything that the king can provide. And we know that they emerged healthier. In Daniel chapter 10, Daniel entered a 21-day partial fast, praying and, and seeking the Lord, in which he gave up meats and sweets and, come on, radical, th- wine for 21 days. An angel of the Lord meets him at the end of that and Daniel emerges in a greater state, better prepared for what God had in store for him. Listen, I believe that through the spiritual discipline of fasting, when I, when I dethrone king's stomach and I put the king of kings back on the throne of my life, he shows up and he speaks and he does some incredible things. It brings me back into alignment with who he is and what he wants to do in my life. It may be just a 24-hour period for some of you. For some of you, it may be three days or seven days or 21 days or even 40. Listen, don't get bogged down in the details. If it means something to you, it'll mean something to God, okay? And so I just want to encourage you with that today, that for someone here to say, you know what, I just need a course adjustment. Listen, I know that counseling is awesome, and, and we encourage everyone to seek that out. And maybe you've landed with some self-help book or a guru, or you've bought some some weight loss plan and things, there's nothing wrong with those things. But I'm just telling you, what would happen if we got back to the one who created us and knows us like nothing else or no one else knows us? The one who already says, I've come to give you a rich and a satisfying life. What would happen if we aligned ourselves with him, God? Now, carve out time. That time that I would spend preparing food and cleaning the dishes. We spend more time in my house arguing about what we're going to eat. Or where we're going to eat, you know? I mean, it's 45 minutes. Some of our best family fights have been over what we're going to eat, you know? Is Burger King close, by the way? And It has been dark and desolate. It has been a sad two weeks for me. What was I saying? Oh, that time that I would spend, though, fighting with my family about what we're going to eat or where we're going to eat, you know what I'm going to do? I'm replacing that, pressing in in time of prayer and the Word with the Father. Listen, without time and prayer and the Word, fasting is nothing but a bad diet plan. But I take that time and I focus on Him. And I look to Him to be the source and strength and be my supplier So can't you see how maybe by laying aside a meal or two or three or cutting away a certain type of food, maybe today for you, you start this fast by eating no fast food today. Maybe it's that for you. But I make that time up by spending, I replace it by spending time with God and let him speak to me. And and, and by the way, you cannot count the hours of 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. as your partial fast. That's called sleep, okay? So don't don't try to pull that one out on us. If it means something to you, it'll mean something to God. Listen, biblical fasting is actually a gift. And I don't want you to see this as torture. I don't want you to see this as, oh, woe is me. But it really is a beautiful gift from God. As, as, as I carve out and I set aside, set aside time to sit in his presence, and to focus on him, and I'm telling you what's going to happen is you will go to a deeper level with the Father. You believe that? Some of you that have participated, you know that. I asked you earlier, what's something that's misaligned in your life? You need to, to get it back on track. I want to encourage you this week to consider setting aside time in a fast, in letting God speak to you. Listen, God's got great new things in store for you this year. I believe that. I believe that there's new anointing. There's new favor. There's new blessing. There are some new things that God wants to do in your life. And I just know because Scripture talks about in order for us oftentimes to receive the new that God has for us, it means that we've got to get rid of something that's old. We even use that phrase in our culture today, out with the old and in with the new. We say that. You even probably said that over the last couple of days. Scripture says in Mark chapter 2, verse 22, that no one puts new wine in an old wineskin. You see, back in the day they, they drank water and they drank wine a lot, uh, but but their wineskins were were made out of animal hide. And in that dry and arid land over the course of time, that wineskin, that vessel that they would use to to carry their water or their wine would, would crack and break. And then when they would fill it up with new wine or something, uh, it, would, it would burst it. And that's the imagery here that Jesus is saying. He says, no one puts new wine in an old wineskin because it would burst that skin. New wine demands new wineskins. And I just can't help but think that for some of us, it's time for us to shed some of the old to get rid of some of the things in our life that are causing this to happen. And for us to be ready to receive the new thing that God has for us. Alignment. We all need it. And it's not just a one and done type thing. It is a continual thing. Somebody said earlier, the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. I think Pastor Isaiah reminded us of that. That's true, isn't it? There's something new today that God has for you. There's going to be something new that he has for you tomorrow and the next day and the next. There's going to be something new that he has for you. I believe that biblical fasting gets us in a line with him and it prepares us to receive the new that he has for us. I I want to encourage you this week to pray through this. Maybe even start today if you like or at some point. In fact, I... Read Isaiah chapter 58. That gives you a great chapter to read this week to share with you the benefits of this discipline known as fasting. I, I, I was looking on, on, on my, my YouVersion Bible app. I hope you have that. I and, and mean, there, there are reading plans. There are <clears throat> so many reading plans that you can read daily to go along with this fasting season that maybe you embark upon. They have three-day, five-day, 10. There's 21. I mean, just get in the Word of God and spend time in prayer. We're going to talk more about that next Sunday. But listen, I believe it's time for us to get back on track, to get back in alignment with the Father. I don't think any of us have set out to become like this, but it's just over the course of a few missteps and a few bumps on the journey, and that causes us to kind of lose our power. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in your life as you carve out time and press in to him. Would you stand with me today? Ministry team, will you go ahead and come and join us down front? We, we have a group of people every Sunday that, that stand down front ready to pray with you and encourage you over anything that maybe you're going through today. They'll be here. And, and again, take advantage of that before you leave if we can partner with you. And and maybe for some of you here today that are going to jump into this fasting opportunity, I, I want to encourage you with something. God's going to show up and speak to you and show you some things. What would happen if 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 you took over all of your social media platforms and, and would begin to share with other people? This is what God is speaking to me right now, and 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 this is what He's doing in my life, you know, and and, and instead of you know, ranting and raving about fireworks on New Year's Eve. What if we just begin to talk about the goodness of God and what he's doing in our lives? Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe you want to do that and, and, and use your platforms as a, as a beacon of encouragement and hope for people as they troll through your feeds and read and see what God's doing. I'm praying for breakthrough in your life. I'm praying for anointing and favor. I'm praying for most of all, alignment with God the Father for 2022. Amen. So Father, I pray blessing and peace over everyone in this room and those that are watching online today. God, I pray that as we set out these next 364, God, you would be our focus and God, we would live them in alignment with you and your will for our lives. Lord, we know that there are going to be some potholes in in the journey this year. We know that there are some speed bumps and hiccups and there's some curbs and and things like that. But God, I pray that as we keep our eyes on you, Father, as we seek alignment with you, as we abide in you, God, God, I pray that you would just see us through those moments. And as your word and your promises, we would produce much fruit. And God, that we would be able to face those challenges and difficulties with heaven's perspective. God, thank you in advance for what you're going to do this year in us, for the growth that's going to happen, the change, the transformation that's going to come. God, we pray for revival. Start it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Thank you, guys. You're dismissed.